I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to the Featured Anime Podcast. I'm your host, Jack. And I'm Rick. And today we are talking about Ajin Demi-Human. This was actually a mailed-in request or emailed-in request. Uh, The person who requested it did ask to be anonymous, so... Not going to give out any names or details about that individual, but it actually came out in January 2016, ran all the way through April. It was 13 episodes long. Uh, the couple of producers for it were uh, Clockworks, Sony, King Records, uh, and the studio for it was uh, Polygon Pictures, and the source of it was a manga. Now, the genres are action, mystery, horror, supernatural, and sinning, and personally, I did not get mystery or horror from this at all. So two things. One, I apologize about my audio. My nose is doing something that I don't like it to. So I guess that means that I can't even speak <laughs> like normal. <laughs> Number two, and I, I'd like to actually play this into the story a little bit. Imagine if I could be an Ajin. I could just knock myself in the head once, come back. Fine. No more sickness. No more ailments. Just straight up. Hey, look, Ma, here's my aspirin. Headache? Not anymore. That, that, beside the point. I kind of wish you'd tell me who, who mailed this in, or I wish they'd let that be known that they, they could do it, because this was actually a solid choice. Um, I had a few hot takes that I posted in Discord, as you saw. Oh, yeah. <laughs> First 30 seconds, I'm like, this is going to be a trash anime. Just straight out, not good. The, yeah. I was wrong. I was wrong. I actually turned it around. Uh, mainly because the story is strong enough to support bad animation. And that to me is a lot. It is like usually, usually I'll run into a a situation where like the story's all right. And the animation really helps it along, but I don't think I've ever seen an anime where the animation quality was atrocious, which in my opinion, this actually is, this is like, I would say the beginning of code Lyoko bad. Now, I would say this is probably equivalent to that magnificent Kotobuki animation. <laughs> I mean, they did have a, a couple points in at least in the magnificent Kotobuki where the animation was a little bit cleaner. This all the way throughout it was not in any sense of the word clean. Uh, but I do agree with you. Uh, the story really was the only driving force for this show. It, it was the only thing that actually pushed it along. And like you, the first 30 seconds, as, as you saw, I was like, man, first 30 seconds, I can't stand this, the animation, man, this is, this is harsh for the animation. And, and we always taught, we were just talking about a uh, phantom requiem of the phantom, how you have all those people shooting at one target and no one can hit it. It was the exact same scenario. It, First 30 seconds of the series, you have a whole bunch of people shooting at one guy and they're saying, you know, he can't be killed. It's like, well, yeah, because you're all missing. And to to the point, I don't think they were. uh, So they don't have stormtrooper quality aim. 
I, I think they might have been hitting this guy, but because of who he was and what he was, uh, uh, he would have still fallen down know. after being killed. Fair, but maybe because he was part of the military, he was able to like fight through the pain. And so long as they didn't kill him, he was fine. Because what I noticed was the older edge. So, so uh, the premise of the 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 whole story I should probably make clear before we get people too lost. The premise is there are beings among us called Ajin, A-J-I-N, who are born like a normal human, are living like normal people. The only way you find out if you're an Ajin or not is you die. Boom. That's the only way anyone else can truly know if you're an Ajin or not, and it's if you die. Correct. Now, there are certain things that happen beforehand, like... Our main character had uh, a black ghost appear before him, actually coming out of his body, and it wasn't really it wasn't really something that he recognized as something different, and it wasn't in another I don't know it wasn't in another area if if that makes any sense. Nobody was around to witness it that would find it remarkable that this child is having a hallucination. His sister was there but it was a a discounted or disregarded statement you know what i mean yeah yeah and so i mean that's that's what we find out but i don't think other than dying and having people focus on you if you just lived your life and this was normal for you you would assume it's normal for everybody else or even if it was not normal for everybody else you would keep it to yourself because you want to be from what i can tell at the very least a a conformist to a certain point yeah and I can I can totally get that. And the black beings or the black uh, silhouettes or humanoid figures that uh, all the other or a majority of the other Asians can at least summon, they're of a humanoid shape mostly. Now, you do see some that have a different head shape overall. And there's even one that you see when they're all uh, gathering in front of a building for a protest. There's one of them that actually has wings. Yeah, so it looks like they all take a very human or bipedal form, and I really don't think that there's been too many experiments done on on how to use this ability, which is, in my personal opinion, a huge loss. Like, I never understand this. Whenever I see, like, when, when, <laughs> okay, for instance, um, what was that one? Tokyo Ghoul, right? Right. right. You never see the people that have this, this stuff affecting them it frustrates me to no end. They don't actually use this ability. There was a show I watched. God, it was a movie. It was a really, really bad movie, but the premise was amazing. Um, these four kids go off and they find this alien craft and all of a sudden they're able to use telekinetic ability. Um, if you use it too much, you get a nosebleed. And so they start working it out like a muscle. This one weirdo goes off. Oh, I know exactly the movie you're talking about. I know exactly which one you're talking exactly. about. Now, imagine, so the one weirdo that went off, he got super detailed. He was able to work this muscle out to an extreme degree, whereas everyone just has a cursory, cumbersome, this is what I can do. He's like, I can write with it. I can do stuff that you never even imagined because I practiced, because I did this, because I was like interested in my own ability and wanted to make things, like I wanted to fine tune it to to the maximum. Okay. Whereas in here... Our main character does that to an extent. Everyone's like, oh, I can make my ghost appear. 
Well, how long can I make it appear for? Ah, uh, that depends. Well, how often can I bring him up? That depends once, maybe twice. And our main character does not have these preconceived notions. He's like, I'm going to push it to the limit just to see what I can do. And by the time he's able to be off on his own for, I don't know how long, and he comes back and he has to fight, he's able to bring his ghost out many more times than what the believed maximum is. Well, to be fair, to be fair, he, he is a unique case and everyone that's coming across him states that he is a unique case. Now it's not just that they're being told you can only summon it twice and that all the other Asians believe this. It's because the U S is telling them, look, it's only, you can only summon it twice and you can only summon it for this amount of time and that's it. And, uh, you is looking at his partner, uh, Izumi and she is nodding her head in confirmation because she, despite her best efforts and the amount she's trying can only summon it twice for about five to 10 minutes. Now you also learn that there are different restrictions on that and and there are atmospheric conditions that can affect the ability to be able to use those uh, black mattered bodies. And every single one of them is a little different, how they're supposed to be used, the commands in which you can use them and everything else. All of them are different too on top of that. But again, it goes back to my fine tuning thing. There was one gentleman in who the bad guy, I guess, number right. two, right? Uh, he could kind of see if he covered his own eyes, he could use that, that connection that his ghost and act like a second body. And the way that the guy in the hat explained it was you actually imagine if you had two lives in a video game rather than one life, right? You know, you have unlimited lives. What happens if you pulled one of those forward? Now you have two people occupying the same space that are tech. You have the two of the same person occupying the same space. The second one is your gaming console, essentially. Now, from what I can see, from what the so the guy in the hat, Sato, seems to be old, seems to be very knowledgeable. He's able to use his ghost and walk around, stuff like that. Everyone else is able to as well. It's not just him that's able to. And again, this is why I'm saying it's the key is unique because Sato, who's been around for a long time, who you and I both know from a very particular scene where he's getting hit with tranquilizer guns, chops off his own arm to give himself a few extra seconds. And then when he gets hit with more kills himself just to come back, he is a very weathered individual that it would be ridiculous to think he is not constantly trying to push himself to the limit. And he again, furthers this by saying, when I play games, I only play it on the hardest difficulty. Otherwise it's not going to be fun. In other words, you know, you know that he has been working hard at it for a long time and he does what he can to find everything that he can to put himself at that better advantage. This is kind of why I like bouncing ideas off you. This is, this is, <laughs> this is one of the reasons why we started this podcast. To be perfectly honest, you and I, I didn't see it that way. You're right in the sense that maybe perhaps be, I didn't see it happen. So I guess I was going off of the assumption that he, he didn't, Sato didn't, uh, I guess, go as far as our main character did. But see, the only thing that, that kind of frustrates me about the show instead of tell or the, the sorry, the tell instead of show is everyone's saying that our main character, I forget what his name is. Key. Key. So our main character, Key, the reason that his ghost is different 
is because everyone says it is. Hey, this isn't normal. This is unique. It, you know, it's normal. I, I really like the fact Sato's like, huh, it's weird that the ghost usually doesn't talk or, or have phrases, but this one seems at least to be semi-sentient. Well, what and he specifically that, states, again, too, is uh, I, I watched it uh, uh, subbed, so I don't know. I mean, like, there could be that translation difference. Oh. So in in the subbed, he says, I've heard of the uh, black ghosts or the the IBMs or however you want to call them, right? The, the black ghost figures sometimes repeating the phrases of their uh, creator and sometimes even acting a little bit independently, but how uh, keys is acting is completely independent as like, he's not even listening to him at all, which you and I both learn later on down the line that that's not the case at all. Later on down the line, you learn that it's just doing the exact opposite of whatever key says. So if key tells him to move, he will stop. Yeah. To an impressive degree. It's, it, it reminded me of a child and it, 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 in my head, the way that I saw it happening was this is all a learning process for key. He's trying to understand what, why his apparition, why his ghost, why his IBM is doing this. And he's very meticulous, almost, I would say robotic as far as his note taking and his, his, his learning. And the way he does it is very illogic, very logical and very emotionless. Yeah. And the emotionless part is, is important because that's actually a key factor in how his sister describes him. She says that he's a jerk. And in a flashback, you see that his very good friend, which kind of pisses me off. I'm going, I'm going to go on a tangent about that in a second, but his very good friend who ends up helping him when nobody else will, um, his mom, Key's mom is like, you can't handle it. You can't hang out with that kid anymore because, you know, his dad is a gangster and is in the wrong business. And you don't want that if you're going to have a future in a, as a doctor. And he goes, and Key goes, oh, well, I was only hanging out with him. And that seems logical. I was only hanging out with him because nobody else would. And I don't think it's right that nobody else hangs out with And he's so lonely. But yeah, what you, ha- what you said, mother, makes logical sense. So I won't do that anymore. Right? Yeah. And... No child goes that route. No, no emotionally healthy child goes, okay, yeah, you shouldn't be friends with that person because you think that they're running with the wrong crowd and it'll affect my future. That makes perfect sense. I'm going to cold turkey cut this kid off. Right. But you also can see that he really gets that from his mother too, because his mother has the exact same uh, persona from the little snippets that we could see. She is very emotionally dead. She is very, very cold in what she does and everything. Like uh, when he flashes back, when Key flashes back and he's with his sister bearing the dog, he, she remembers, or rather he remembers his sister saying that the mom called the dog defective instead of it being sick. That's true. I didn't even notice that. See, well, see, that's, that's the difference between sub and dub. Sub, I would say, is a lot harsher, more true to true what they're saying. I watched it dub and she didn't use the word defective. It was um, sick. Key says sometimes animals just get sick or, or she was sick. So you do see, hear both in there, but you hear uh, Key's sister specifically call out and say that mom said it was defective. And then Key says that it was sick. Okay. I can see that. That makes sense. 
There's an interesting thing to, to bring up too, since we're talking about defective or sick, um, for the Ajin, when you die, you come back and you come back to the perfect state. So if you die of hunger, you'll come back. You won't be hungry anymore. Your body will have all those nutrients that it lost while you were starving to death. And if you diet of dehydration, same thing. When you die and you come back, all those uh, nutrients that your body needs comes back. However, if you were born with a birth defect and you die and come back, it does not get fixed. So like one of the uh, yep. side characters that Sato brings in has a birth defect. He, he has to walk with a cane and he even calls this out because I was wondering, I was like, why is he walking with a cane? Why doesn't he just off himself so he doesn't have to? He states that uh, uh, Masumi, who's this character, states it doesn't get fixed when I restart myself and they call it restarting or rebooting. So they basically yeah, kill themselves, weird. come back, and then that's it. And that's something that's specifically stated. It's like, you, if you're born with this, that's it. You, you got it for the rest of your life. There is no fixing it. Now, the thing that I found really unique was they could chop off limbs. Mm -hmm. They could chop off. You could be a torso. And so long as you die, you come back fully formed. Now, they said that there's no real way to kill them. However, there is a way to royally just mess with your head to the point of if you survive it, and as an Ajin, you would survive it, to just be completely and utterly insane, to completely question your reality from that point moving forward. Now, what they say is that if you get chopped in half, like from the top to bottom, you get chopped in half, your body will fuse itself together unless your body pieces are too far apart. In that case, the larger portion will come back fully formed and your secondary piece won't, which is one of the reasons that Sato, I imagine, is able to give so many organs because he just is like, hey, uh, I'm going to knock you out. I'm going to take all your organs out. I'm going to kill you. You're going to come back with all your organs and I'm going to have this, this briefcase, this, this cooler full of organs I can give to somebody else and you'll still be okay. And I have an unlimited supply of that. Well, it's not even but just... Uh, someone else it's probably himself that he's doing it to before as well because even before he got uh, Tanaka who was his counterpart who he saved uh, when Sato was going to see this uh, arms dealer he said he has always delivered and it's like 10 kidneys 10 livers and a heart which means that he probably over time figured out a way to be able to do that chuck it away from his body just before he dies to be able to do that so that way imagine it doesn't fuse back together. Imagine the pain you have to go through for that. That's insanity. Oh yeah. But what, like, like I was saying before, there's a way to kill an agent, but not really kill them. Cause they'll always come back. The way you kill them is you chop off the head and then keep the head like 10 feet away and have your head watch a new head grow back. And then you have to decide whether or not you as the head are who you are. Or this new person who has all of your memories, all of everything is you. There will be literally two of you yep. at the same time. Well, actually, that, that, comes, that brings me to my next question. If you can technically do that, imagine if you split someone straight down the middle, just you know, clean, and you keep them both apart, and they both grow back to fully formed people. Is that technically a clone? Ima oh, 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 that's a good question. Imagine. If you and I thought of that, and we're plebeians, plebeians, can't even talk right, 
<laughs> if you and I just, well, if I, if I just thought of that, the U S government had to have thought of that. Oh yeah, most definitely. And now imagine and, if Sato thought of that. See, I'm pretty sure he thought of it and maybe, maybe I'm going to, I'm going to go out on a limb here. Ogura, who is the U S uh, scientist or, or the authority over the Asians in the U S probably already experimented with it because you know that they were probably very meticulous with all the information that he has and and how he's able to deduce or or figure out what's going on in terms of what's going to happen with the Asians. You know that he at least did thorough testing more than just chopping off a head and seeing what happens. Could you imagine just straight up? Could you imagine if you split two one person into two that way and Sato let's let's assume Sato did that. And the one that we see moving around is the one that get regained consciousness first. And he, the reason he's got so many body parts, so many extra things, is because he keeps his other half in almost constant tranquilized state and is harvesting from somebody, for, from that extra person. And because he's able to do that, not because he gained consent from himself, but because he, being the first person to regain consciousness, does not believe that his second, his other person, is human is 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 part of anything so he's able to say hey even though that's part of my body that's like a fingernail clipping i clipped off that is where i harvest all of this stuff from see that'd be interesting if you could do that how many people do you think you could continually regenerate that way and that would be an effective way to gain an immortal army right which brings to mind like why would he go through the effort to try and do all this on his own or without anything else. If he's already got a clone of himself, he would have a very much easier time going around doing everything because he and his clone, I'm going to use some air quotes there would have be, would be of the same mindset. They would be able to know what the other one's going to do without any issues. Now, could you imagine that that would be too overpowered? I realize we're going off on a tangent here, on the what ifs and not actually what happened in the series, but just, just grab me a, another few minutes. Imagine if you will, that if this happens to you, you know how they were saying that you could bring like the, if you took it into game, a game analogy, instead of having these unlimited lives, now you bring two lives into one. Imagine if you do that, you're no longer allowed to use the, uh, <laughs> you're no longer allowed to use the, the ghost, the ghost. Hmm. That'd be interesting. That'd, That'd be that would be a very very good drawback in my opinion, mm -hmm. and there'd be no way to actually kill your second half. Yeah, just always there. Huh. <sighs> yeah, that'd be interesting. I mean, I, I don't know. I'd be interested to see how the manga actually ends up and how it ends. I know that uh, there was a couple of a couple people in our Discord, or at the very least one I know uh, has read the manga. I would I would very much like to know how it ends if it actually has ended just to kind of get a resolution in that, or if maybe they answer some of those questions, because I don't think we're, we're going to get any of the questions answered or a lot of the what ifs answered in general, even if we go with a season two. I mean, I <laughs> a little foreshadowing. I'd like to go watch season two uh, this next week All right. um, for next week's episode, mainly because like I, as I said before, it sucked for the first 30 seconds. And the story was so good, it made me forget how bad the animation was. Yeah. And the story, I mean, the the longer it, it went on, the less I noticed about the, the animate, the, the quality. 
the longer it was there, the less problems I started to have with it. And I don't normally do this, but I started dreaming about it. And yeah, it was, it was, it, it, it had my attention to the point where I watched it and then I watched it again. And then I watched it like a third. So there was one episode. I remember I watched three times because I was like, there's no way that happened. What I thought happened. And okay. So the episode in question that, that I watched several times, I think you'll find it's quite interesting too. It was the episode where they had their protest. And while nobody actually saw what the protest was going on, um, all the ghosts showed up to this protest. Now, normal people are not able to see these, the, the IBMs or the, the, the black ghosts. Only Ajin can see the black ghosts. Uh, with a caveat to that, the only time a normal person, unless you're the person that's going to be killed by that, by that Ajin, there's like that murder intent being directed at you. You will not see it. So if you're a normal person and you see it, you're well, basically as good as dead. Well, see, I don't know if it's murderous intent or if it's just crazy, like emotion going on because at the very end of the first season, when our main protagonist is running away, Kai, he's able to generate his ghost several times and normal people could see it. And he, he did not have any murderous intent. In fact, the thing I liked about him the most was he consciously made an effort not to kill. Even though he was being tortured, even though he was being all that stuff, he made a conscious effort not to kill anybody because of his friend who we abandoned. We abandoned this poor main character, this more side character. And we're like, what the? Okay, so this dude protected you, drove you away, was able to house you, and you took his cell phone and his bike. Like, what the heck? And you ran away, and then we don't hear anything about this kid anymore. Yep. I hope he comes back in, sa- in the second season, and I hope he at least just a haymaker, just roundhouse kicked him in the face, spun his head around, killed him once because he's not going to die. There's no repercussions for that. But just beat the ever-living crap out of this friend, and then going, all right, fine, you can come back now, but, like, don't leave me again because I-, I stuck my neck out for you. You are a friend of mine. We're damn your family. I, I don't see that I don't ever see happening. happening. I mean, like, there's also been that lost connection, too, for the longest time. But even then, I mean, like, that's quite the stretch. And I think that that character was just written off just to be written off. And it wasn't that the police could see the murderous intent towards them because there was no murderous intent for them. They just got pushed out of the way. They were shoved out of the way for it. And the one that okay. could see it was, uh, uh, gosh, uh, Tanake, I think, it, uh, was his name. And that's okay. mainly because, uh, Key wanted to kill him because he, oh. he was about to capture him and he was angry at him for everything that was done. And even the ghost, when he was in there was staring right at him, even though there was that glass, you have a point. So he was able to see at least a key, see him regenerate or, or summon it a couple of times. Not so much the police, the police were just running towards him and got pushed out of the way. And they're kind of wondering what the heck was going on. That's fair. But going back to my point, I understand that that actually won't happen where he won't, like he won't get punched. He won't, there'll be no repercussion, but like that, that's what I see. And and for the record, if he was thrown, if the, the, the best friend supposedly was thrown away, and all that stuff happened. How come Odude was waiting on the phone call when 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 stuff turned sideways in, in Key's life? 
how come his friend who was supposedly thrown away years ago, how come he was like, I know I'm going to get the phone call. I know I need to step up. I have don't a feeling. You dare I'm say not, it. it's, not plot armor. it's not plot armor. I'm I'm just saying they foreshadowed them never being seen together again or friends. He has actively ignored him. They, he has apologized to it, but I don't think that they are able to have that kind of friendship as deep and intimate as it was, as what it could have been. And I think what I think is that key maintained a semblance of friendship with him for future plans. Should he need him at some point? Oh, that is devious. That sounds like it could be accurate, but that is devious. I mean, that's just from my personal uh, viewpoint from how the actions of key have been. I, I, I wouldn't put it past it being like that. He's not cold hearted. He's not just going to murder someone to murder someone. So see, the thing is he didn't murder somebody when he was being tortured because he didn't want to stop being human. And the focus for that, that whole segment on his core being of being human was because it was going to make his friend sad or it was going to disappoint his friend in some way. No, not even that. It was because he didn't want to stop being an upstanding citizen like his mother kept drilling into him. Are you sure? Because I could have sworn that it wasn't his mom, at least in the dub. It wasn't his mom that was the focal point. It was that friend. (laughs) So after a little little, uh, break in our our scheduled... uh, Recording session. We just uh, confirmed. Yeah, the one person that he doesn't want to betray is Kai, but he does state, at least in the subbed version, that he wants to still be an upstanding person, which is something his mother keeps drilling into him. Yeah. So I, I think it's a very good combination of the two. The one, him being emotionally deaf and being drilled that you need to be an upstanding person or an upstanding citizen. And the one person he truly doesn't want to betray is Kai. The one person he does not want to betray is not who his mother considers to be an upstanding citizen. Right. So it's, it's a, it's a beautiful dichotomy. Oh yeah, no, definitely. It is a, it is a great dichotomy in between the two, but I mean like ultimately he is going to get to a point where he's going to be put in the corner where he will probably end up having to kill someone. But I, you know, this reminds me of Tokyo ghoul. This reminds me a lot of Tokyo ghoul, which I hope, You've seen season one. I hope you see season two. It was very weird the way they did it. I wish they didn't break it up as far as they did. And I hope season two in this one doesn't reflect that. But yeah, it it just, I don't know. That whole, the way they, the whole situation with Key and with Kai, um, the way they broke everything up and the way they discarded his friend, I don't like it. And I, I hope he comes back. Yeah. And I also think it's kind of funny that they actually, discard he discarded his friend just to be like well i don't want to let him down it's like well you you already did let him down in a manner of speaking you left him completely stranded without a cell phone or anything else any other mode of transportation in the middle of nowhere i have a very distinct feeling he left him alone for like weeks like let's be serious here this didn't happen over the course of two or three days this was weeks true with the exception of the first Four episodes. The first four episodes take place over a 24-hour period. Yeah, like they rapid-fired that one. But I do have a question. Think about this for a second. You know how any deformity happens, and any 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 injury you sustain, and you come back to your original whatever you were? 
Right. Imagine, if you will, that you were injured from, is there a limit to that? Because let's say you're like, I want to be young forever. I'm going to stab myself in my arm, rip it down so that my left arm does not work. After 18 years of living this way, I'm going to shoot myself in the head and go back to where my arm was no longer injured. Would his whole body regenerate back to the 18 year prior and be be young again? Mm-hmm. Or will he just re- get redone at that age? Or is there a time limit to where an injury becomes permanent? That's, that is a good question. Beyond that, even there was another agent that our main protagonist decides to capture and store in a vault in a uh, upturned truck. Think about this. All the working out that this kid's doing, you know, he's doing push-ups, sit-ups, squats. Like he's he's working out legitimately, becoming stronger. If you kill him, do you does he reset to the point where before his muscles started tearing and before he started working out? Uh, so all of his all of his swole gains and, and sweet sweet gym bod would be reduced to before he started working out. Because if you think about it, technically it heals all your injuries, right? Yeah. When you work out, you're tearing your muscle. Micro tears are technically injuries. Yep. Uh, that is a good question. I wonder if they will ever go into anything like that for the series, though. I don't know. I mean, like, honestly, for the series, I am left with more questions and more what ifs than I am given answers. And I really like that. If only because there's a season two, not only is a season two confirmed, I don't have to be one of the schmucks who watched it way back when got addicted to it way back when. And now is like, what happened? I'm one of the schmucks who's now that there's a season two, I'm going to be gung ho. I'm wide, like binge watch this and have my heart broken at the end when there's a season three coming in nine years. Yeah. Well, I mean like season one and then season two actually came out pretty close. I mean, like they both came out in 2016. So were the schmucks that, yep, yep, that's right. (sighs) I thought it just came out. No, no, season two has been out for a long time. So, I mean, like, by your timeline, we still have five years to go before we get a season three. (laughs) Fair, fair. Oh, geez. Well, I mean, we'll see, because who knows, you know, maybe, maybe 2021 will be our year for all of our animation. Who knows? 2021, we're going. We're going to definitely have at least another what? Um, is season it wrong to of pick Shield up girls Hero. in a dungeon. No, what are you talking about in 2021? That's that's October. In 2020, it's coming. But yeah, I know. But think about it. By the time the new year comes around, we'll be hip deep in that new season. No, we and won't. In 2021, it'll be done. I mean, Hero. like if it's going to be the same number of episodes as season one and two, it should be done by then. I'm optimistic. Okay. I, well, let me be optimistic. It's going to be look, a 47 look. episode season. No, it's not. It's going to be a severe disappointment is what it's going to be. But Hey, look on the bright side in 2021 shield hero. Yeah. God shield hero. And Hey, and, and because I can still dream, we're just going to look at maybe overlord. Oh, and log horizon. Log horizon does come out this year. So no, but like, okay, so let's, sorry, I, I get, I get sidetracked by a great, great many things. But let's 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 focus back to snap back to like the very end when of the, the, this season before they they wage essential war and you see that was it Sato 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 the bad guy Sato he's like I'm gonna create my little own army and I'm gonna be like number one in this army and I'm gonna do everything I'm gonna wage war and Tokyo Japan will be my country 
will be the country that Edgin can be Edgin Edgin can Edgin. be there. Edgin, yeah. And it's really concerning how he treats people who do not agree with him. Yep. He stuffed the people who were not on board into barrels because he knew they wouldn't die. Yeah. Dear Lord. Which is again is brings me back to why you would think he would have pushed himself to the limits to see what that is. Cause if he's willing to go that far to someone who's just like him. No, it, it makes sense. You, you, again, this is why I like bouncing stuff off you. Cause you have a different perspective. Think about this though. Cause you mentioned that most of the, uh, most of their ghosts look similar and there's only like two, maybe three defining features between their ghosts. One is the head. We, we had an extensive talk about that. Two was the claws and the weaponry. Some of them are able to manipulate smaller things like weapons. Others have these claw-like things that tear through three-inch thick glass. Yeah, exactly. And I think we'll probably see more of those variations in maybe season two. And that's what I'm thinking. I mean, we'll definitely find out. Oh, yeah. But at at the very end, I thought it was kind of, I'm going to say sinister, the way that everything kind of went down. Because the SWAT team that came in was the tactical like lead in the entire country. And they're, they, they had a very good way of doing things like, hey, let's keep killing this guy over and over and he can't come back. So long as you keep killing him, we've got five seconds. So if you just have these people on five second rotations of just brah, brah, you know, killing him, two people on shields are carrying him and you have three three companies just... Five seconds, kill him. Next one comes in. The first one starts to reload. Second one comes in by the time they're done. So they got a 10 second reload rate, you know? Yeah. And they just keep killing him and keep killing him and keep killing him. And if he didn't have four people with him, saving him, and the compassion of the snipers, not to be a complete and utter idiots, like, ugh, they should, they, they should have. It's the, the it, snipers. It is, but at the same time, you just can't kill someone without knowing for a fact whether or not they're an agent. You can only make the assumption that they may be, but at that point, if you're just shooting them and they're surrendering and you kill them and it's not an agent, you just murdered someone for no reason that was surrendering. And so they have that conflict themselves that they have to deal with, too. I understand that. And and outside looking in, not as a spectator, that makes perfect sense. And I'm very happy with the way that, that that went down. But at the same time, like, uh, look, if you want to know my problem with that whole scene, I'll tell you my one problem with that yeah, whole scene. All right. The whole one? scene. Biggest problem. You carry in the guy All on right. the stretcher one taking way too long to carry him down the down to the vans. Right. Why was he still with his shotgun? Was he, though? Yes. Because as soon as he got up, he just reached from his side and pulled it out, reloaded it and shot them. Oh, why would you leave a guy, you know, can regenerate with his shotgun? I don't think they took the time to search his body. You don't need it. He had it right there in his hand and then he was shot in the head. You don't need a shirt search for his shotgun. It is right there. It is big. It's bulky. It's half the length of his body. But what's interesting is they do also at that same scene clarify that you can technically shoot the uh, black ghosts. What? Yeah. Remember when they're sh- getting ready to shoot Sato again after he revives? The bullets are stopped because they're stopped by the oh. ghost. 
well by the ghost's head, which is why he wasn't killed again. No joke. Yeah, and and so does that mean the the so uh, you can technically shoot? You can shoot them, but it doesn't stop them. Yeah, you no, basically but, now have a bulletproof armor. Yeah, but also they do if uh, with enough blunt force will be taken down. Yeah, I mean, you have a point. Another in order to disable, you have to shoot it in the head with enough. Now, blunt does that force. mean now? I, if you'll notice, when they first did a whole, when his sister has the that black ghost basically attacking her, the black ghost was stepping through blood and leaving footprints, mm-hmm. right? Yep. In theory, would you be able to flood a room with smoke and see this thing walking through? In theory, maybe, yeah. And this is where it kind of gets weird, right? Which is why they chose to define that you can shoot it and you can see the footprints and that it can attack physical objects. But when he was uh, almost killed, the scientist that was about to kill him, his arm went right through him. Yeah, that's because isn't that because he decided not to kill and he he told the and actually isn't that when the ghost stopped listening to him? The ghost stopped listening to him the whole time. It just did the exact opposite of what he wanted. But he told them so he told the ghost not to kill. No, I'm not going to kill. And the ghost, the arm went through the scientist that was going to kill him. After that, everything he told the ghost to do, the ghost did the opposite. That was the only time. Well, aside from the like life-threatening stuff, when his emotions come through and they're completely different, because he's like, come out and save me, and then he does. Come out and save me, and then he does, rather than... I think it really just depends on the type of scenario and the true situation of what's going on. But he wasn't telling the ghost to kill him or not kill him. What he was saying is that he, as an individual, will not kill him. Because Tanaka was saying... You should kill him. And he says, no, I won't kill him. Yeah. Let your true feelings come out. And he goes, no, I won't. Oh, dude. Could you imagine if that right there is the focal point? What we just pinned on is the focal point for like season two and what, how he's able to mentally figure out what's going on. Oh, yeah. Well, I have a feeling that the feelings are going to play a big part into it because they've referenced that that a certain point of emotional distress when being revived or being killed is what causes this quote unquote flood or a point in which multiple are spawned at a single point in time. Imagine if he was able to do that and he's able to spawn multiples just right off the bat. He's like, yeah, I got an army with me. How many? 50,000. Yeah. <laughs> or 15, 50,000 is a little excessive, you know, shadow clone jutsu, all that crap. Yeah. But like, he's got 15 on his side, 15, For 30 minutes, he's got 15 things that cannot be stopped. See, and that would be pretty interesting. I don't know. Maybe we'll get more answers in season two. I have a feeling, though, we will have to end up reading the manga. But on that note, I think this is a great spot for us to leave a rating. So on a scale of up to 10, sir, for season one, how would you rate this? Okay, overall, it's got a superior story. It's got lackluster show. It does have a season two, which makes me happy, which makes you look forward to it. It's Oh God. If you can get past the animation, it's a solid eight. If you can't, it's a week seven. So you're going with an eight or a seven. Uh, oh, geez. Um, it has a season two that bumped it to a seven. I don't have to wait for the season two to come out. I can watch it right now. Eight. So you're going with the eight. Okay. Going with a solid eight. 
I'm going with the seven. And yourself, sir? I'm going with really? the seven because one, the animation, I am not happy with the animation at all. I am left with way too many questions. I'm hoping that they will be answered in season two. And the fact that it does have a season two and it is out is the reason why I'm giving it a seven rather than a six. Yeah. So, well, I was going to say maybe animation is a little more important to you than it is to me. Well, it's, because it, it, like I said, it is important and it does suck, but I'm able to ignore and I, I don't know. Maybe the animation gets slightly better, but it's not noticeable. The other look, it's not just the animation that really killed it for me. There were some points, like I said, the part with the whole scene where he still had a shotgun. It's like, why would you still leave the guy with it? Um, Also the ending, how they decided to end season one. It's like, so they're tying themselves so that way they can try and swim to somewhere else to get away. It's like, okay, well, that's just, one ridiculous, but whatever. I mean, like they can't die. So they'll obviously survive no matter what. <laughs> well, they were the, the way they ended. It was kind of like, it gave me hope. You see the big bad go, I'm coming for you. And then you see the two good people. Well, you assume are good people. Sure. Going, no, we're going to, we're going to go off on an adventure to, to stop them. We can do it. I know we can. Right. Yeah. No, I'm not buying it. Uh, the biggest, the biggest uh, point, it, the other thing is, is one of the main characters or the main character should be key. And it is even listed him as the main character. And he was not the focal point like, of it for a majority of the series. He was. How can you, how can you be? A, I was going to say, how could you, how could you be a main character if you're disappearing halfway in? Oh, Kai, not key. Disappears halfway in and he's he's a supporting character. He's the best friend. Key is is the main character or listed as the main character. And he really isn't the main character because he is really not there for a large focal point of it. Yeah. 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 OK, I can see that. I can see how troubling that would be. But uh, I hope I hope my questions and my dreams get answered. All right. In season, two. hopefully. So, so next week's my choice. Obviously, and we I know what, what I'm going to choose. Yeah, uh, let, let, let's go with random anime list. And oh, oh, wow! It's season two. Go figure. Crazy yeah, how shocking. that happens. Shocking. <laughs> so, uh, so random of you, sir. So very, very random of you. Yeah, you know, just, it's it's just something that I, you know, yeah, the gods wanted me to do it. That, right. It's, it the you know the anime gods lined up. The the planets yeah. lined in in an anime and just shown yeah. on this one little season two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I think you're uh, trying to tell me something here, sir. I mean, so are you saying you don't want to watch season two? We're going to watch something else. I don't think I have a choice. Like all the gods have, have aligned and the anime genie has popped up and said, watch season two. So I think uh, I think we're going to have to watch season two. Finish this one out. OK. All right, then. Well, I guess we're watching season two of Ajin. Uh <laughs> If you enjoyed this week's choice, or if you have a recommendation on what you feel like we should watch, you can reach out to us via email at featured anime podcast at gmail.com at those anime guys on Twitter, featured anime podcast on Facebook. Or if you want to join us on our discord and talk to us there, that is our preferred method. We would be happy to have you have you join us. The link for that is going to be in the show notes or in the description. If you're listening to this on YouTube, don't forget to subscribe subscribe wherever you are leave us a rating leave us a like whatever you can it really helps us out gets us uh, that discoverability that we also need and until next time i'm jack and i'm rick and we'll see you next time 
Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.